Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hundred and eighty ninth episode of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. What are we doing for two hundred? Uh, Am I looking too far ahead? No, you're not. I was just thinking about that too. We're getting we're getting really close to two hundred. I don't. We think can it's hit two hundred by the end of the year. Yeah, we will. I don't think it's too early to plan. I mean, what we're eleven weeks away at this point. Yeah, we'll hit it. We'll hit it in uh like September, October, something like that. I don't. I don't think I'm doing my math right. October, November. That's that's not um, right at all. <laughs> I keep thinking that it's June, despite the fact that I just pulled up the calendar. I keep thinking that it's June in my head. We're and, almost and done it blows July. My mind that July is almost over. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We we got we got to. I mean, we said the same thing for episode 100. We were like, oh, we got to bring in guests. We got to do stuff. Uh, and we didn't do anything special, as far as I remember. Maybe we're all talk. All talk, no maybe action. That's, maybe that's what it is. We could bring the ladies on. We can bring the lovely ladies. We could bring the ladies on. You want to we do a four, re- you know, four P? Then we should probably have the video on then. I guess so. We just replace, we could just replace us with Lena and Carolyn. Just yeah, have them do, do the episode. Yeah. I don't know if they'll have the same rapport as we do. No, it would be a little awkward. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of awkward, can we talk about how MoviePass's surge pricing is out of control right now? Yeah, uh, we've talked a lot about MoviePass on the podcast. I feel like we're, we're like doubling as a MoviePass podcast, but yeah, but we're not like stands. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm legitimately gonna have to cancel it. Like, based on the way that it's been surging lately, I, I talked about the peak pricing a few weeks ago, the first time it was introduced, and I said that it was manageable so long as I was able to plan my day enough in advance that I can get the tickets before it peaks. So I think at that time. At the, during that first week, peak pricing kicked in at noon, but you can buy your tickets in advance. So if I want to see a 7 p.m. movie, I can buy my ticket at, be, at like 10. I can buy my ticket like right now at 10.45 and see that movie at 7 p.m. and not have to pay anything extra, which is which was great, right? I could still do it. It did require that I plan my day a bit further in advance, but that's nothing that's you know not doable. Um, today, and the way it's been working this entire weekend – is that peak pricing kicks in before the theaters even open. Yeah. And with movie passes, if you don't have an e-ticketing theater, you well, and e-ticketing theaters aren't even affected by peak pricing, meaning that you could just buy the tickets through the app and reserve your seat. Um but the way it's working now is that the tickets become they they are peak pricing before uh the theaters open, which means that you can't see a movie without paying extra because you can't buy the tickets um more than a, you can't buy a ticket a day in advance. So I wanted to see Equalizer 2 this weekend. I was trying to see. Oh, that looks good. I was trying to see Mission Impossible 2. Wanted to see Sorry uh, to Bother You. No, it's Mission Impossible like Mission Impossible 14. 2. Jesus, what am I talking? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, yeah, I think it's like six. Mission Impossible six, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's uh, Blind Spotting. Is that what it's called? Blind Spotting is a movie. Yep. Yeah, we we were trying to see that. I'm trying to just look through the app. I want to see Eighth Grade. Um, eighth grade a, is written by Bo Burnham. Yeah, yeah. And then the last movie that I was trying to see is oh, I can't tell because I can't remember. Um, but yeah, like there, there's a good like four to five movies that I'm trying to see right now, 
And I couldn't see it. I mean, I could have if I paid extra, because, but peak pricing is not the prices that I had told you in that first time that I was talking about. Now, now it's, I think, $6 if you see a movie before, uh, like noon. <laughs> and it's $8 after that. Yeah, it's no good. Like, I was trying to see Sorry to Bother You today. Yeah. Um, and it's already $8. And for all of the showtimes, including the ones at like 11 a.m. Yeah, it's crazy. They don't even have we're not they're not even showing Sorry to Bother You anywhere near me. Well, I think they had one showtime that I saw a couple of days ago, but it yeah. was uh, it was at the one at the I think either Christiana Mall or the one at the, the Riverfront in Bloomington, which is not our local theater, local ish, but not local. Like uh, for me, that's a so a normal ticket from the theater that I go to, the Regal that I go to, is twelve dollars and sixty five cents. If it's a regular, it's a, if it's a regular movie, right? If yeah. I if I see it through Movie Pass, I have to pay eight dollars to see that. So I'm really getting a four dollar and sixty five cent discount on the movie ticket. However, I'm still paying Movie Pass ten dollars a month, and I like I I went before Movie Pass, I was maybe a like four to six movie a, a year type of person. Now, after Movie Pass, as I told you before, I've seen 34 movies. But be with like due to my previous movie habits, like if if I have to stop using Movie Pass, I'm going to go back to those. And it's really just because movie tickets are too expensive. Like it's a, a movie ticket is not the due to its price, it's not something that I'll like I'll be hanging out with Lena on like a Wednesday evening and be like, hey, what do you want to do? Like, we got nothing to do. Like, oh, let's go see a movie. All right, cool. Let's do it. With MoviePass, we were doing that because we wouldn't have to think about the price uh, at all. When the, when the tickets are $8, yeah, I got to think about that a lot. Like, I'm not really trying to pay the extra money to see a movie that I'm not super interested in seeing. A lot of the movies that I saw with MoviePass, while I'm glad that I saw many of them, it's not like I was like super hyped to see them and would have ever really spent any real money other than the cost of my subscription to see them. Like Uncle Drew, I really enjoyed that movie. I would never pay a full movie price to, or a full ticket price to see it. Yeah. It's one of those things. Uh, I had asked Carolyn if she felt like she had gotten her money's worth for movie pass. And she goes, well, I don't think I would have paid any money to see any of the movies that we've seen really so far, except yeah. for Incredibles 2. And I think because it's usually the summer and she's more in the romantic comedies. So... Summer is more action flicks yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And you got to wait until like the fall and winter to get, you know, the rom-com season out. I mean, what about uh, Mamma Mia? Here we go again. Is that, is stop, that it, stop it. Stop it. We're not watching that movie. <laughs> We're not watching Mamma Mia. Oh, she's shaking her head. Would she want to see Mamma Mia? No. No. We're not seeing okay. it. I, not I, I, know that you, I know that you're not seeing it because you're very passionate about this, but I just want to yeah. know. Would she have seen it had you been like, let's see Mamma Mia? Like, do you think that she would have been into it? Yeah. Don't think so. <laughs> Don't think so. I know that um, she can't hear my question right now, but she'll hear it when she listens later. And she's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I would have. I totally would have so? done it. No, I have no idea. So. This is this is just as close as I can, as as, there, as you're going to get to that, that rom-com type, yeah. of, type of film. I really don't know anything about, about Mamma Mia. I don't know anything about, like, what it's what it's writ like it's genre is it is it like a romance is it a comedy is it just drama i don't know it's one of those i think it's a i think it's just a musical 
Yeah, that's. I, I also forgot that. that I don't. Yeah, I don't there. know what else uh, <laughs> there is there. To be honest. Yeah. All right. All right. Um. But yeah, that, we're, I mean, we're seeing. Big... We are seeing Mission Impossible on Monday, and so I am going. Are to... you using Movie Pass for it? Goddamn right, I am. So here's the thing. So Movie Pass. So I didn't. I should have. I should have introed with this, but on Friday evening, Movie Pass. People weren't able to check into movies with their with their uh, Movie Pass card. They were able to check in with their e ticketing, which Movie Pass on their Twitter account loved to state, like, "Oh, but if you have the e ticketing, got no problems. Go ahead and check in with your movies with the e ticketing." Um, and the reason is because the theaters that they have e ticketing with those are like are typically like independent um, independent movie theaters that Movie Pass has partnerships with. And they are, they have some type of, uh, I guess they're like cutting movie pass in on some aspect of their, uh, concessions or something because they're able really? to pay for the tickets. I don't know if they're cutting in on the concessions, but there's certainly, there's certainly some money exchange happening with those theaters. I think that's allowing movie pass to allow people to continue checking in because while they say like it was a technical difficulty or technical out- outage that they were having, movie pass literally ran out of money. They have, they have a, um, a contract. They have a, um, uh, what, what, what is the word I'm looking for? I guess they have an account with, they, yeah, they have, a, they have some type of account with some, um, billing company that's able to fulfill the cost of the ticket. So it's almost like, it's almost like, I, I it's, I guess it's credit card, right? And MoviePass makes a payment on those credit cards every month and MoviePass missed a payment. And so that company, cut the movie pass cards off because movie pass didn't pay their bill and they claimed that it was a te- technical difficulty but really movie pass just didn't have the money to pay for pay their bill and so people were literally not able to check in and the way they made it sound was like oh some people were they're getting reports of some people not being able to no 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 this is everybody nobody well, was able to check right. in i mean it's because we found out afterward yeah in the yeah. moment you're like oh this sucks but then you find out that what's actually going on and you're saying oh okay i yeah. see what happened Right. And you know, I said, I said this was Friday night. This is actually Thursday night that this happened. And Friday was the day that we found out this, this, uh, these details that MoviePass, uh, had to like, they had to like file some report basically, re- uh, stating that they were requesting a $5 million loan from some company, apparently with a 25% interest over two weeks. I don't know how they're going to pay that back. Yeah. Um, to, to continue staying, to continue allow people check, uh, to check into movies. And, so they got that five million dollar loan. They were back. They were back in business. They were, you know, they were up and running. However, Friday also was the start of their weekend, and so peak pricing was kicked in, and it was kicked in hard. And we talked about peak pricing in a previous episode, just discussing the the way it was. It was. Uh, it, they they described the way it would work, basically like an Uber surge pricing. You know, if it's high demand, you're going to be paying a little extra for that for that uh, service. Well, MoviePass was basically like, no, 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 we don't have money. Five million dollars is gonna isn't gonna make us last, and also we have Mission Impossible, the movie with next to Mamma Mia, the most advertisement, like the most advertising since you know the most recent Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. And so they know that tons of people are gonna be trying to see it, and so Movie Pass has basically blacked out Mission Impossible at non e ticketing theaters. So I can't check into Movie Pass. It says, you know, so in the Movie Pass app, for those of you who do not have it. When you try to check into a movie, um, it'll, you'll see a listing at the theater for you'll see a listing for all the movies that are playing at a specific theater. If you've already seen the movie, it'll be at the bottom. It'll be grayed out saying that you've already seen this movie. 
if it's a 3D or IMAX movie, it'll say this premium screening is not is not um, is not available. And what it's showing for Mission Impossible, the standard 2D version, it says the same thing: this premium screening is not available. And I was like, wait, is that is that a mistake? Like, it's not the first time that a movie has been shown like it shows up as unavailable mistakenly. So that's what I thought. But it turns out it's intentional. Movie Pass, when they finally got back up and running the other day, they uh let me see. Do I have the I wanna see if I have the the message that they said to to everybody the other day. I don't think I do. Ah, I know, I do. I do. So it says, as we continue to evolve the service, certain movies may not always be available in every theater on our platform. This is no different than other in-home streaming options that often don't carry the latest shows or movies that may be available on other services. This is just ridiculous. The, the, the analogy is just so false, in my opinion. For example, you, can ever, you can't ever find Game of Thrones on Netflix, nor is Season 4 of Schitt's Creek available there yet. Here at MoviePass, we've strived to make every movie in theaters available to you as part of your subscription, and peak pricing has allowed and will continue to allow us to do so. Like, Shit's Creek and Game of Thrones are on Netflix because Netflix doesn't have the license for that. Right. MoviePass, you've advertised it that I can see every movie at any theater, any day. Like, I think that's what their, their website still has, says. Any, yeah, unlimited. Any any theater, any movie, any day. But it's not really because you're you're cho- they're choosing to black out movies. And I get it. I get. I completely get it. They don't have money, so what are they going to do? Right? They got it. They got to cut costs any way that they possibly can. And by implementing these peak pricing, with what they've done is implemented peak pricing pretty much at every hour or any any showing to reduce the amount of people that are going to movies. But the, what I'm finding at this point is for me to recoup my costs, if peak pricing is going to be like this every single day, like tomorrow, for example, if there's peak pricing all day, I'm like, that's just going to be it for me. I'm not going to see I'm not going to try to see like three or four movies this month to to um, recoup the cost to make it cheaper for me to have seen those movies um, with movie pass than without like I can see movies on $2 Tuesday. I can buy my or $2, $5 Tuesday. I can buy my tickets, you know, a week in advance if I want and see those movies on the discount Tuesday and, and see all the movies that I want for like 20 for like $20 instead of like the 40 or $50 that it would cost me to do it with movie pass with peak pricing. Would you actually cancel it? Yeah, yeah, I'm strong considering canceling it. I just, I, I, I've been following the MoviePass subreddit, the MoviePass Club subreddit, a lot lately, and someone, someone had said, I don't know how true this is, but someone said that there are two reporters, at least two reporters, working on a story about MoviePass. One of them is from the, from the perspective of a couple employees. One of them is from the perspective of some executives, and the person who's one of the, I guess, the person who's working on it from the the uh, employee, like you know, the standard employee perspective. The, the company's basically like, yeah, they're, they're shutting down. They're not going to make it to, they're going to make it to the end of the month and then the, that's going to be it. So supposedly, so today's January, or January, July 29th. Supposedly by Wednesday, they may be done. Supposedly by Wednesday, Movie Pass will be done. Yeah, supposedly. I don't know if that's true. Uh, you know, this is just some random person on Reddit that said, that said a comment with, you know, little, little evidence or no evidence whatsoever. They made a statement. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised considering. So, so I said that statement about the $5 million loan that they got on, uh, Friday. Yeah. Well, I don't know what happened yesterday, but apparently they were having issues again last night with people checking into movies. Uh-oh. 
So like they issued another apology on on Twitter, but when I saw I saw the I saw the uh the post and I was so confused. I was like uh like am I is, is someone posting the same Twitter link that I just that that they posted on Friday? But no, they they posted the service update. It was the 20 it was the uh what was it? I guess the 27th or the 28th. I can't remember what day it was now. I guess I think it must have been the 28th that they posted this thing on Twitter. And I'm like, how again did they run out of the five million dollars? I'm surprised that many people were seeing movies with all that that peak pricing that they had going on again. It makes sense that they're not going to be able to to last that much longer. Right. Like I, I, if you're an investor, why would you why would you feed into this company that clearly can't figure out how to make any money? And they're like, they're, the way that they're, the speed at which they're losing money is pretty dramatic. Yeah. But I would say, I guess the good thing that's come out of all of this is that MoviePass, because, just because of how popular it was, AMC was, was they, they implemented their, uh, a competitor or, you know, a, an alternative, I guess. It was $20 a month. So it was double the price of MoviePass. You can only see three movies a week, which, you know, with MoviePass, you can see seven. But it, it's to me that is still a reasonable price, and overall the uh, the, the I guess the the perks are are still good enough. There's some other competitors to MoviePass, but maybe you can only see like one movie a week or one movie a month, and it's just not to me. It's not necessarily worth it. But the AMC one definitely seems worth it to me. And as I told you before. I would totally do the AMC one. I just don't have one nearby. Yeah. I might do the AMC one. Um, how, how close is the AMC? To, is six the AMC? blocks. Is that the one? So that's the one that you normally go to? Yep. Oh, nice. And it's the only true IMAX theater in the city. Mm. So So that's awesome because the AMC one includes... You can see IMAX movies. I think yeah. it's included in the price of it. That's great. But here's the thing, though. It's $20 a month. Right. I have to, now. I have to see two movies, right, a month to make it worth it, and that's a lot of work. And it is, but yeah. Here's can you cancel and re and like sign up? Can you do it like Netflix or or um, any other online subscription service where you can do you could subscribe for a month, then cancel for two months, and then pick it back up for three months, and then cancel again. Movie Pass, you couldn't do that. I think if you canceled, they they locked you out for like three to six months they wouldn't allow you to, to uh, sign up again but i wonder if you can do it the way most people do like hbo go they sign up when game of thrones comes up and then they shut it off when game of thrones season ends maybe maybe that's certainly a possibility uh i haven't looked into it quite yet i'm also not trying to get more like monthly recurring payments on things yeah um that are this much twenty dollars is, is a good amount um MoviePass already tends to feel like a chore. Uh, just for me to make sure that I get my money's worth. And so I'm not, I'm not always too keen on trying to force it. It's, it's not so much the money. I think it's the time that, I, that I'm pretty, like, sensitive about. Because hmm. uh, the, the movie, I mean, I, I love going to the movies, but when it feels like an obligation to make sure I get my money's worth, it's like, well, sometimes the uh, the time is associated with it sucks. 
that's so I'm sort of caught between that right now. Hopefully, Movie Pass will stay uh, around for as long as it can. I think we've you and I have definitely got our money's worth out of it. Oh, one hundred percent. Right. So there's there's that aspect of it, but I don't know if I see enough movies to want to to do that. It'll just be tough to like. I know Carolyn's not going to want to come and see like a random movie if it's seventeen dollars. Right. So. Yeah, I mean your tickets are a lot more expensive than they are here. For me, uh, yeah. yeah, twelve twelve sixty five. That's still still relatively hefty, but if you're paying seventeen dollars for a ticket, geez, I I've seen thirty four movies with Movie Pass, and assuming that I played full price, which I know I didn't, I didn't pay twelve sixty five, or they didn't pay twelve sixty five for every single one of those. I did see a couple matinees, but that's four hundred and thirty dollars that I would have spent on tickets, and I have I've had Movie Pass for nine for I think nine months now, so I've paid ninety dollars to see $430 worth of movies. So Isn't that, I, that's amazing. Yeah. I am very much one of the pe- reasons why they're, why they're going out of business. You are, but like, it's funny because okay <laughs> look, I, I, they advertise their service for me to be able to use it this way. And I very much took advantage of it. I, I, I find it interesting the way it's, it's interesting the way people see the movies, um, like the way they, they, not see, not literally see the way they kind of feel about them. So it took me and Lena a little bit, like a month and a half to two months to really start feeling like, oh, movies is just something that we can, we literally could just do randomly just to kill some time, just just to have a little fun. And so if we're really doing nothing, we're like, oh, let's go see a movie, especially early on when we didn't have to plan ahead with the, this peak pricing stuff. Literally just hop in the car, go, go to the movies and pick up some tickets and go in. Um, I, I think some people, yeah, they do see it as being a chore and I don't think I ever went to a movie and was like, you know, just felt like that. It was more just like something to me. I was excited to go. I've always been excited to go to the movies. I love going to the movies. Um, but I, I get how some people, yeah, they don't, they don't have, they don't have that time or the desire to see some of the movies that, that like Lane and I were seeing. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is, in the time that it's been up, you've gotten your money's worth. And that's, yeah. that's all it comes down to. Yeah. I think AMC will just require a little bit more financial due diligence to see if it's worth it. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping that, that Regal comes out with a competitor to AMC's version. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I am curious about is to he- to see how their perks work. Because with MoviePass, it's, it's you know a debit or credit card, and you're able to redeem the Regal... Um, the their uh rewards points and for every like because lane and i would always go to the movies together and the way we were using the regal and we were, we got to their diamond status pretty much every two movies that we saw we were getting a free popcorn and that's all you get a diamond status you get a thousand you get a thousand points for every day that you check every day that you see a movie so we were getting we were getting three thousand some points uh, just the two of us checking into a movie, but then we were getting a thousand a thousand points extra. So we were getting four thousand like three hundred four thousand five hundred points when we would go to a movie together, and and so every two days, like if we went to a movie today and then we went to another one tomorrow, we would get nine thousand points total for that, and a free popcorn, a free small popcorn is seven thousand points, and you can then just pay the dollar difference or the two dollar difference to get a medium or large popcorns respectively, 
um, as long as you redeem those 7,000 points. So we would get free popcorns a ton or dollar popcorns a ton when we go to movies. And with the AMC and the, and the Regal ones, it's not going to, it wouldn't work the same way. Like their Regal is not going to give you, you know, 3,000 points for seeing, for getting two tickets to a movie. They're just going to give you the ticket for the movie. And, and basically, I, I assume, give you the, give you the tickets, but then you're going to have to buy your own concessions. So we would certainly be buying a whole lot less popcorn than we used to, than we were doing with, with a uh, movie pass. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully, um, I'll see Sicario too. Gosh, yeah, it's one of the only movies that doesn't have surge pricing. Oh, right now, like yeah. today. Yeah, oh, dude, that's awesome. They're not showing it by me anymore. Yeah, well, it's been that long. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. They're now, they're surge pricing everything by me now. They're yep. surge pricing. They're still surge pricing skyscraper. They're sky. They're they're surge pricing uh, the first purge and unfriended, which they weren't previously. So there's not a single movie that I can see by me that's not searched. Yeah, it's all the new movies, basically, that are... Uh... And all the old ones, too. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, so, we'll see. We'll yeah. See. Anyways, remember when Amazon Prime Day happened? Yes. And we talked yes, about getting 23andMe? Yep. And I didn't. Yep, because you're an a-hole. Because um, I bought a computer. I spent a lot of money, man. Uh, I... <laughs> Oh, I bought a whole lot of components. I'm putting that together after this. Are you? Yes. I updated Fortnite on my P uh, on my Mac. So if you want to play PC Fortnite, I'm down. Actually, now that you say that, I need to log in. I need to do a challenge because I'm about to. I'm about to. Uh, I, I, I've hit my max. All right, we'll do that after this. All right. Um, but uh, I bought a 23andMe because I'm interested in finding out who I really am. <laughs> um, or what this company is telling me that I am. So I figured it'd be interesting to sort of do like an unboxing through, I guess, podcast form. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta be very descriptive here, buddy. Be very descriptive, and then I will create the account and walk through it. I won't do the test, um, but I will. Uh, I'll go about as far as I can with it. How about that? Sounds good. How big is the box? I, I'm curious to know for this unboxing purposes. It's really it's pretty small. Um, in, let's see what it's basically a little, it's a square box and you know, your pop filter. Yes. It's probably like 5% bigger than that. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be like the size of a laptop or something. No, no, no. It's just, it's like, it's probably like 60% the size of, you know, those old school PC game boxes. Yes. Yeah, it's about 60% of the size of that. Wow. That's really small. Yeah. It says, welcome to you saliva collection kit health and ancestry so you pull out uh it's sort of like they give you a, a mailing box inside of it it's like there's like a sleeve on the outside and this collection thing is the thing you actually have to send back with all your saliva in it and there's a card it's a green card and it says hi let's get started so i open up a green card and it goes we are excited for you to begin this journey we want you to know we are here to help whether it's questions about our service or how to get started we have resources available to help you so it's like a customer care card um, and then there's this other little insert and it says register this kit now at 23andme.com slash start. Your sample will not be processed unless it's registered. Um, so I'm going to register real quick and then, uh, we'll continue. All right. Okay. So registering, you need your first name, your last name, your email, you create your password, confirm your password, date of birth, and then 
right, read and agree to the terms of service. I, I've done that. Uh, did you read? Did you read and agree? Uh, or did you read it? Come on, come on. <laughs> I find myself reading a lot more of those these days. Uh, good for you. All right, now. Uh, <laughs> good for you. Anybody care? Good for you. No, anybody care? So, first step is find your barcode. So I have to open up this plastic thing and uh, pull out the actual saliva collection kit. And there is a 14-digit barcode. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is because you're going to hack my information. Um, let's see. So the barcode, I'm, I'm typing in the barcode now. And they actually, on the customer care card, they say you should write your barcode down just so you have it. Because I guess once you send this off, um, you don't get to see it anymore, obviously. Yeah. So let me just confirm that I did this properly because I have this propensity like when you're putting in uh, like Xbox game codes or whatever that I never get it right the first time. Um, Alright, so barcode, who will be using this kit? I will be using this kit or someone else will be using this kit, so I'll be using it. My first name again, my last name again, my birth date and my sex, male or female. So I click male. I guess it's just also that they're doing to populate their database. Um, I'm actually going to take screenshot of this UI. I kind of like this. Um, hit continue. Consents. Ready? So the terms of service and privacy statement. I'll read this in full. Just kidding. I'm not going to do that. So basically, like, I accept the terms of service. So that's one thing I got to do. Research consent. Um, so basically, like, people get to see my personal information. This document explains... Wait, wait, uh, your personal information? Uh, sort of like, I guess or it's a... You... Uh, um, oh, do, who, who does and does not get access to the personal information of 23andMe customers? Um, 23andMe researchers who conduct analyses will have access to your genetic and other personal information, but not to your name, contact, or credit card information. Okay. 23andMe researchers who contact you will have access to names and contact information, but only to very limited genetic or other personal information. Okay, so they're trying to, they basically have like a separation. So I was trying to describe this or, or I was thinking about this the other day because I saw that they are still very secretive with the information that they disclose to people. Like there was a report that they had given 5 million people, people's genetic information to GlaxoSmithKline. And they? I think the article had, it, the title of the article made it sound like they had just given all the information to GlaxoSmithKline pharmaceutical company and in reality they did give them the genetic information but it's not like they they did not have any names linked to anybody there was no way for gsk to find out whose information was was, belonged to to you know a a particular person in the world and so they would have to they, they were able to identify a bunch of people with some rare genetic disease then they can contact 23andMe say, hey, we would really love to get in contact with these people to do more testing. Then 23andMe would then contact those people saying, hey, they, you know, you have this thing. There's a pharmaceutical company interested in running a trial. Would you be interested? And then if you consented, they can link you up. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, so far with research consent, I'm okay with this. Yeah. So one of 23andMe's missions is to make and support meaningful scientific discoveries by enabling its customers to participate directly in research. 23andMe has enrolled hundreds of thousands of participants from among its customers in this project, which we call 23andMe Research. Specifically, 23andMe Research refers to research aimed at publication in peer-reviewed journals and research funded by the federal government, such as the National Institute of Health, 
the 23andMe research study, which has yielded over a dozen scientific articles, aims to, one, discover genetic factors behind diseases and traits, two, uncover connections among diseases and traits, three, learn about human migration and population history through genetics, and four, understand how people react to their personal genetic information. Um, so what am I agreeing to if I consent? One, uh, giving consent by checking the appropriate box below means that you agree to let 23andMe researchers use your genetic and self-reported information for 23andMe research. Uh, and this refers to your genetic data, information you enter into surveys, forms, and other features labeled with the 23andMe research logo, uh, data you authorize us to import for research, uh, your age and ethnicity. Yeah, I'll, why not? I do give consent. Would you give consent? Yeah. Individual data sharing consent. Uh, oh, hold on. Sorry. Sorry. Question. Question. Yeah. So all of these are optional. You I don't, don't know have... if they are. Okay. I'm curious to know how many of them are actually optional and how many of them have you or will require you to say okay so that they can actually do these tests. Anyhow. All right. Um, so this one is about individual data sharing. Um, and what am I agreeing to if I consent? Uh, oh, it's the same stuff, basically. Who are the research collaborators? Can I find out who my data is shared with? Your, do I have any alternatives? Your alternative is not to agree to share your individual data. You can still participate in our research program without sharing your individual level data. Choosing not to give consent consent or withdrawing your consent will not affect your access to your genetic information or to the personal genetic service. Okay. You can withdraw your consent to share individual level data at any time by declining this consent through your account settings. If you want to withdraw from our entire research program, you can decline the 23andMe main research consent through your account settings as well. 23andMe will prevent your data from being shared after 30 days from receipt on your of your request. But if any, if you withdraw your consent, any data that had been shared pri uh, prior to this date cannot be reversed or undone. I give consent. Yeah. Consent document for sample storage and gen and additional genetic analyses. So I guess it's just you know your standard like we're gonna hold your stuff. So yes, yeah, store this sample. Okay. Oh. Wait a second. In addition, a subset of research participants may have their DNA reanalyzed using another technology such as sequencing. The sequencing may focus on particular genes or regions on the coding portions of the genome or on the whole genome. While a field of large-scale sequence analysis is still in its early stages, we can use methods that are being developed to compare sequence data with large public databases of genetic variation to identify and characterize functional genetic variation. So I guess it's like, all right, store the sample if you want to do additional genetic analyses. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're doing this, right? <laughs> Isn't it funny that I'm paying money to give away my information? <laughs> I just thought about that. It's it's funny. Uh it's it's the way of the of the tech world these days. You 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 either get a service for free and you're like, "Oh, how do they make money?" Well, whatever. Not going to think about it. That's how Google kind of operates for most of their services. And then services like this, where you do get something in return, but what you're paying doesn't necessarily cover the costs of their operation. There's a secondary level, which is what MoviePass is trying to do, and make extra money on the side. 
Yeah. I wonder how much it costs to like do an end to end uh sort of like research thing or just uh I guess just do the thing for each user, you know? Yeah. Um, so review and submit. Your registration is not complete until you click submit. So there's my barcode, which I will double check one more time. Uh, let's see. Boom, 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 boom. Yep. Register two. My name, my birth date, my sex, and my consents listed underneath it. Individual data sharing consent. 23andMe terms of service, sample storage, and research consent. So I hit submit. And it says, your kit has been registered. We'll send you an email confirmation with your barcode and profile name. Here's what's next. So I got to provide my sample. And then complete your profile. Tell us about yourself, set your preferences, and answer some questions about your health. So let's do that. I'm going to complete my profile with you. All right. Go for it. Research opportunities based on your unreported DNA variants. At 23andMe, we want to learn about how genetics influences health and disease. For some research studies, we like to reach out to people with DNA variants that are not included in their genetic reports. Would you like to learn about research studies based on this kind of genetic information? Um, yeah, why not? You may contact me, or you may not contact me about research opportunities. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear the dog whining. No, I can't. All right. He's whining because Carolyn, Carolyn left. Um, choose your health reports. Our health reports provide information about genetic risks of health conditions that could be relevant for you, your children, and potentially other family members. Deciding whether or not you want to learn about these is risk is a personal choice. Keep in mind that our reports do not diagnose any health conditions, mm-hmm. and results should not be used to make medical decisions. That makes sense. I do want to receive these. Um, oh, if you click I do, you will receive genetic health risk and carrier status reports. Some of these reports will require you to make an additional choice on the next screen. Um, so would you like to receive the following reports? Late onset Alzheimer's disease report. And the options are yes, no, or ask me again later. So I'm gonna hit yes. Um, Parkinson's disease report. If I hit learn more, symptoms of Parkinson's disease include slow movement, tremor, muscle stiffness, problems with balance, and sometimes memory loss. It, uh, occurs after age 55. Um, let's see. Considering the following when deciding whether or not to view this report, there's currently no cure. Certain medications may be used to delay or ease symptoms. The test does not cover all variants that may be associated. The lowest risk result is associated with less than 1%. Many factors affect a person's risk for Parkinson's. So I'm just going to hit yes on that one as well. The last one is, I don't know if you know what this is, BRCA1 and BRCA2. Do you know what this is? I don't think so. Oh, Maybe. it's including breast cancer and ovarian oh. cancer. Yeah, there you go. No, I don't know about that. This test includes three genetic variants that are most common in people of Ashkenazi Jewish descent. One in 40 Ashkenazi Jewish individuals has one of the three variants. That is insane. That's so high. One in 40? Yeah. It's also insane that they know that inf- that, that information. That's the That's the pretty... The, the the utility of right? this type of service though when you have that many people willingly providing this information you get a really great uh, uh information on popu- on like various populations yeah the statistics on that it's cool 
Alright, so those are the only three that they give me. I'm going to hit continue. And then because I hit yes, I get to configure my reports now. Uh, so in what country and postal code do you live in? Oh, this is great. When you hit select country, dude, United States is at the very top. See, that's that's smart. <laughs> Alright, so I, I gave my zip code as well. Are you Hispanic or Latino? No, yes, I'm not sure. I'm going to hit no. What is your race? Check all that apply. Uh, I'm going to hit Asian. What best describes your Asian ancestry? Are you East Asian, which is Chinese, Japanese, Korean? Are you Central Asian, Kazakh, Uzbek, Tajik? Southeast Asian, Thai, Vietnamese, Indonesian, Filipino? Are you South Asian, Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi? Other, I'm not sure, so I'm East Asian. Say that. What best describes your East Asian ancestry. I am Chinese. They also have Japanese, Korean, other, I'm not sure. Do any of the following cultural group labels describe your ancestry? Are you a Mennonite? Are you Jewish? Are you French, Canadian, Turkish, Amish, Cajun? I'm not sure. None of the above. So I'm none of the above. I say. Survey complete. Your answers allow us to personalize many of your reports. Go to last step. Uh, so this is a, oh, this is like a 10 minute survey. Do you mind if I do this? Go for it. Understanding what health conditions you, you have and how this changes over time is an important part of 23andMe research. By updating your health survey, you help our scientists better understand the connections between genes and disease, which could lead to life-changing discoveries. Most people finish this survey in 10 to 20 minutes. Your data will always be kept confidential. Reza, we're going to do this in less than 10. Ready? <laughs> Go for it. What? Would you say that your general health is poor, fair, good, very good, or excellent? I think I'm in very, I'm in, I think I'm in excellent health. What would you say? I was going to say probably the same thing, especially like fitness level. Yeah. I would definitely excellent. Um, but you don't really get sick very much. But when I do, I get knocked out. Yeah, yeah plenty of people do. But yeah. I also feel like wait, you're, you're like a get sick maybe once every year two years something like that no once every year at this point once every year okay, i'm getting old still, buddy i'm still. getting old even so that's that's still pretty excellent i guess have you smoked at least 100 cigarettes in your entire life yes no or i'm not <laughs> sure yes i definitely have smoked at least 100 cigarettes in my entire life it's a low number <laughs> right <laughs> how many cigarettes normal. do you think you've smoked in your entire life it's over 100 Right, but it's 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 certainly like way less than a thousand, you know. Right, a pack, I, I guess a pack I has twenty. Yeah, I would guess that the number. I would guess that the number would be like, yeah, a thousand, just to get an idea of like, oh, is it? You, you've you've experimented with it, or you were regular. Right. Do you typically smoke cigarettes every day? Some days or not at all. I say not at all. Oh, you can skip questions too. Um, during the past two weeks. While at home or at work, how often were you exposed to tobacco smoke from other people? Uh, I would say never. People aren't, people don't smoke at work or at home. Yeah. What is your height? This is very personal. I am five foot <laughs> seven inches. This is very personal information right here. Isn't that crazy? It says I'm five seven, but when I stand next to people who are five seven, I'm like five six. Dog is whining like crazy. What is your current weight? I'm 142. All right. What is the most you have ever weighed? 
Dude, 195. I used to be big boy. How old were you when you were last at that weight? So I'm 29. That's probably 24. Are you naturally a night person or a morning person? I'm probably, definitely a morning person. That's a change, though. You were more of a night oh, person, Oh, yeah. You? Well, I mean, we were playing duty until 4 in the morning. <laughs> of course I was a night person. <laughs> oh, um, in a typical week, how many times do you participate in any physical activities or exercise, such as running, calisthenics, golf, bike riding, yoga, or walking for 30 minutes or more per occurrence? Never. One or two times per week, three to four times per week, five to seven, eight to 11, or 12 or more. I'm probably in the 8 to 11 times per week. Have you ever had general anesthesia for surgery? I'm not, I've never had real surgery, though. Mm. I've had oral surgery. Not oral surgery. Yeah, I've, had, I've had anesthesia for stuff in my mouth, but that doesn't count as general anesthesia. No, they're talking about like knocking you out. Like but if like, you had your, your wisdom teeth removed and you were and you were put to sleep, that's yeah. what they're looking for. Uh, okay. But if you've had like just Novocaine yeah. or, you know, just light stuff to, to numb up your gums while they, you know, do a cavity, then no, not, not that. Oh, sweet. All right, cool. See, this is why you're here. Um, so no. Have you ever been diagnosed with lupus? Uh, sure. I don't know how to say this word. Something syndrome. It's SJ. O with umlauts, G-R-E-N's, syndrome or allergies. No idea. I've never been diagnosed with I feel like I'm allergic to to dust, but I've never been, like, super diagnosed by it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So should I say I'm not sure, or would you say no? You could say I'm not sure. All right, all right I'm sure. But, Have you ever been yeah. diagnosed with or treated for lupus? No. Or what about a Shurgin syndrome? No. Have you ever been diagnosed with or treated for allergies? Let's just say yes. Let's just say yes and see what happens. How old were you when you were first diagnosed with an allergy? I'm going to say 12. Have you ever been diagnosed with or treated for any of the following conditions? Multiple sclerosis. Clinically isolated syndrome of the brainstem. Immunodeficiency or reduced immune response. So that's a no to each of them. Oh, so if you say I'm not sure, they break it out into individual things. I mm. think. I, I guess yes and I'm not sure breaks it out. Because if you hit no, then you don't need to go through any of them, right? Have you ever been diagnosed with or treated for any of the following conditions? Diabetes, gestational diabetes, which is diabetes during pregnancy, or high blood sugar, any type of thyroid disease, not thyroid cancer, or high blood pressure. So no, 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 no to all of that. Has your have your cholesterol levels ever been tested? Yes. What is it, your highest ever total cholesterol level? See, now I gotta pull yeah, this. Yeah, they're gonna ask you uh, this stuff. Um, dude, I'm I'm not sure. All I know is I had a very good uh, cholesterol level. Okay. So I'm not sure. See, now it's asking me my highest ever LDL level. Should I just get my phone and see if I can log in and see my reports? Go for it, yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, test results. Uh, okay, so my highest cholesterol. So cholesterol here is 139. And the other one is 134. Dude, that's like really good. I know, mine's high. Mine runs high in my family. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so it looks like comment from doctor's office is normal. My cholesterol level is 
so that the green band is from 125 to 200. Uh, so I'm, I guess my highest ever total cholesterol was 139, so that's 200 or below. What was your highest level LDL? So my LDL was a value of 53. Wow, that's awesome. Dude, I'm smoking quick. I'm pretty test. impressed that you were able to find this information. Right? <laughs> Good stuff. It went from 53 to 47. All right, so below 70. It looks like being above 153 is bad. What is your lowest ever HDL? Uh, my HDL was a value of 73 two years ago, and three years ago, it was 70. All right, so above 60. What was your highest ever triglyceride level? Is that something that's just... Oh, triglycerides is 96 mm -hmm. or 53. Oh, it's 96. Below 150. Man, I'm I'm killing it with these numbers. How old were you at the time of your highest ever total cholesterol measurement? So that looks like it's 2017. So that was one year ago. Okay. We got there, Reza. Slowly we got there. Have you ever been prescribed medications to lower your cholesterol? Have you ever been prescribed? No, they were thinking about doing it, but um, I've just been trying to regulate with uh, diet. Yeah. So the answer is no for me. Have you ever been diagnosed with or treated for any of the following conditions? A heart valve condition, cardiomyopathy, which is a weak or enlarged heart muscle, heart failure, or an aneurysm. So it's a no to all those. Have you ever been diagnosed? See, wouldn't it be funny if you did this too? Um, have you ever been diagnosed with or treated for any of the following conditions? Coronary artery disease, coronary heart disease, carotid artery disease, peripheral artery disease, heart attack, irregular heartbeat with arrhythmia. The answer is no to all that. Have you ever been diagnosed with or treated for any of the following conditions? Raynaud's disease or phenomenon, myocarditis, inflammation of the muscular part of the heart, stroke, mini stroke, or transient ischemic attack no have you ever been told that you were born with heart defects nope if i was they weren't i wasn't told have you ever been diagnosed with or treated for any of the following conditions macular degeneration optic neuritis retinal vein occlusion cataracts no but i do have astigmatism oh, okay have you ever been they didn't ask that though so have no, you ever been didn't. diagnosed with or treated for any of the following conditions pin this is where it gets weird how do you say this word? P-I-N-G-U-E-C-U-L-A. Pinguacella? No idea. Could Don't you, reckon. Could you use that in a sentence? <laughs> um, P, and then the other one is P-T-E-R-Y-G-I-U-M. Maybe it's pterygium. Frozen shoulder or adhesive capsulitis. Complex regional pain syndrome. So note all that. Have you ever been diagnosed with or treated for any of the following conditions? Dry eyes, glaucoma or possible glaucoma, inflammation inside your eyeball. It's funny when somebody says eyeball. It's like a, it's like a kid. Yeah. Uh, retinitis pigmentosa. Nope. I think retinitis pigmentosa is when both of your retinas are different colors, I think. Uh, interesting. Have you ever been diagnosed with or treated for? I'm not going to say the whole thing. I just have you been, you know, any of the following conditions, all right? Okay. Anemia antiphospholipid syndrome, a blood clot, a bleeding disorder like hemophilia or hemochromatosis. Nope. Have you ever been diagnosed with 
I, I, I'm pretty sure they want all this stuff. Like, yes, 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 yes. Just so you right. can, like, add to it. Acid reflux, nope. Irritable bowel syndrome, nope. Colon polyps, nope. Celiac disease, nope. Diverticulitis, nope. Have you ever been diagnosed with or treated for any of the following? Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, indeterminate colitis, nope. But I hear Crohn's disease sucks from the TV commercials. Have you ever, let's see, following conditions, pancreatitis, cirrhosis, fatty liver, hepatitis, stomach ulcer. I'm pretty sure I had a stomach ulcer when I was working at Ogilvy, but... Oh, God, that sounds brutal. Yeah, but uh, I was never diagnosed, so I'll say no. In the past 12 months, have you ever had a blood test for liver function or enzymes? Do you have arthritis, gout, ankylosing, spondylitis, that's definitely how you say that word, uh, low bone density? Nope. Do you have chronic fatigue syndrome, carpal tunnel, chronic pain, fibromyalgia? The only reason why I know how to say these words is because all those lawyer commercials on TV or the medic, like the pharmaceutical commercials say it all the time. Uh, giant cell arteritis, scoliosis, Paget's disease, polymyalgia, rheuma. Yeah, no. Um, no. Have you ever been diagnosed with anxiety? ADHD, bipolar, depression, eating disorder. See, this, I'm a naturally anxious person. I think I have ADD of some kind. Yeah. Uh, like a light version of ADD. Just like, you know, like, it's, I think you and I, I think based on the generation that we grew up in, we're like, we, after high school, middle school, you come home, you have AIM open, you have a website open, you have music open. Like, even the way we do work now, right? Like, you've got you've to stream up. You got music. You've got like our chat going. Your phone's on. Like that has to that has to do something to us, right? I think so. Um, I think uh, the thing about the like ADD, ADHD, a lot of these like um, I don't I don't know what you call them, the disorder or, or diseases per se, but I feel like it's a spectrum, and it's not really like a yes or no. Yeah, you, you maybe we have tendencies for them. Um, but maybe we don't necessarily meet that requirement that a doctor would say, oh, yeah, you got that, you know? Right. Uh, let's see. Um, so I'll say no because I haven't been officially diagnosed with it. I guess we should just keep it like that. Obsessive compulsive disorder, panic attacks, a phobia or schizophrenia. Nope. Do I know I... that that one would be a yes for me, but I was never diagnosed. With what? O- the OCD part. Yeah. I have I have streaks of OCD. Like right now, my apartment is a bit of a mess, and like all I want to do is just like I can't wait to vacuum and clean everything. Like where it just makes you anxious. Yeah. Until th- it gets done, and like it will irritate and upset you. Yeah. Like what the fudge? How I th- did I let this happen? Yeah. I think it's one of those things. Like I, as I've gotten older, it's like, do you want to play video games or you want to clean the apartment? It's like, can I clean first before I sit down and play? Just because like <laughs> mentally, it just feels like a, a massive load off your head. You know, yeah. off your mind. So yeah. I don't have PTSD, autism, or Asperger's. I don't have poly... Well, I don't want to say that word. I don't have PV, MF, CML, systemic mastocytosis, chronic myelogenous leukemia, myelofibrosis, essential thrombocythemia. Nope. Do I have insomnia, narcolepsy, sleep apnea, or restless leg syndrome? I don't have restless leg syndrome. Um... But, 
um, I do sometimes get like restless legs in the sense that you you know like your legs are so tired that they hurt. Um, yeah. In bed, and so like you just feel like you got to keep moving your legs. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't diagnosed this. No. Do I have circadian rhythm sleep wake disorder? Rapid eye movement, REM sleep, behavior disorder, activity during sleep or nightmare, such as sleepwalking or acting out dreams. Nope. Have you ever been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, epilepsy, epilepsy, traumatic brain injury? Nope. Do I have essential tremor? No. Migraines? No. Muscular dystrophy? myasthenia gravis sometimes i get really bad headaches but i don't think they're migraines so but there are like uh there have been times where i've had to sh- shut off all the blinds and like live super light sensitivity um i don't know basal cell carcinoma squamous cell carcinoma melanoma actinic keratosis nope hair loss psoriasis lichen planus eczema nope Vitiligo, rosacea, severe acne, hives. Nope. Leukemia, Hodgkin's, non-Hodgkin's, myeloma. Nope. Those are those are intense. Those are right intense. There. Yeah. Have I been diagnosed with a cancer that's not already mentioned? No. Do I have asthma? Yes, I've had that. Yes. Oh, interesting. Oh, right, we got a, we got a yes, Reza. There you go. Alright, have you ever been diagnosed with or treated for asthma? Yes. Have you ever been diagnosed with or treated for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, including emphysema? Nope. Bronchitis? I think yes. I think diagnosed yes. Diagnosed with it? Oh, okay. I got treated for bronchitis once. Oh, tr- oh okay. Um, and then have you ever been diagnosed with idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis? No. Cystic fibrosis, no. Have you ever been prescribed medication for asthma? Please select all that apply. A nebulizer or inhaler? Yes. Let's see. During the past 12 months, how often have you used your quick relief rescue inhaler to treat asthma attacks or asthma flare-ups? Not at all. Well, how old were you when you were first diagnosed with asthma? Let's just say eight. I think I was really young. Have you experienced an episode of asthma or asthma attack over the age of 18? No. Did you not tell you that I did uh, acupuncture? I don't remember. I think, you know, I think you did. I feel like you did tell me about this. Uh, have you, has your bronchitis ever lasted more than three months? No. I think it was like a really short stint. Multiple episodes within a period of three years? Nope. During an episode of bronchitis, does your cough leave you short of breath? Nope. Do you often have mucus with your cough? Yes. What color? What? During an episode of bronchitis, what <laughs> colors of mucus do you see? Pale yellow, yellow, clear, green, tan. That's yellow. That's nasty, dude. You know that sick phlegm? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. oh. How old were you when you... Best guess. I was probably at 14. Do I have chronic kidney disease, kidney stones, recurrent UTI, urinary conditions such as incontinence, overactive or underactive bladder? Nope. Polycystic kidney, polycystic liver, liver fibrosis? Nope. Have I ever been diagnosed with or treated for infertility or subfertility? Nope. 
do I have an enlarged prostate? Nope. Have you ever been diagnosed with a bone fracture? Yes. How many bone fractures have you been diagnosed with? I've broken both wrists, both arms, and a pinky. Wow. So, Jesus, Sandy. Uh, well, the pinky has three micro fractures. Does that count as three broken bones or one instance of I three? I think one. I think it still counts as one. Okay. So let's just say five? How old were you diagnosed? Yeah, 15 years or, 15 years old or younger, and then 25 to 44. What type of bones have you fractured over the age of 15? Wrist. Hand. Finger. Oh, that, that says rib. I, I hit the wrong one. Upper arm. Sorry. Um, let's see. Sports accident, a fall, overexertion, transportation related. A sports accident and a fall. Have you ever had gastric bypass? Nope. <laughs> have you received a flu vaccine in the past 12 months? You goddamn right I have. Did you ha- in the past 12 months did you have a cold or flu? Yes, I did. Have you been diagnosed with any other condition not yet mentioned? No, nah, you got them all, guys. Uh, on a typical day, how many servings of fresh cooked or vegetables do you eat? One serving equals about half a cup. I'm probably at the three to four cups of vegetables a day. How often do you eat red meat in a typical week? So what's funny is we were just talking about this because Carolyn and I have been making this Mediterranean farro salad with like bell peppers, cucumbers, tomatoes. Uh, I'm not eating red meat during the week unless I'm going out to dinner. And even then, I'm avoiding like steak. Like I don't, yeah. I don't go out there and eat steak anymore. So I probably like less than once per week, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Same for me. And like just happened all of a sudden. Like I still like eating meat. Don't get me wrong. Like I love pork. I love poultry, all that stuff. But like I'm not like going out to big. Oh my god, I gotta have a steak like I used to. Yeah. I also get red like red meat dreams, meat sweats and stuff like that. Like I can't have that anymore. In the last two weeks, how many servings of alcohol did you drink each day? Between zero and one? No, none. Even during the bachelor party? Yeah, I didn't drink during the bachelor party. Oh, okay. Not once. What is your marital status? I am never married. Single and ready to mingle. Yeah, right. What is your highest degree or level of school you completed? If currently enrolled, please select the previous grade or highest degree received. So I have a bachelor's degree. But they also have master's degree, professional degree beyond the bachelor's degree, and a doctorate degree. Uh, What is the highest degree or level of school completed by the woman who served as your mother while you were growing up? This could have been your biological mother, your stepmother, adopted mother, or other female relative. I think she has a bachelor's degree. I don't know how Chinese people do it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's just say it's a bachelor's degree. What is the highest level of school completed by the man who served as your father? He has a doctorate. What is your primary interest in 23andMe? Discover more about genetics in general? Yeah. Complete. Guess what? You've answered more questions than 30% of 23andMe participants. Um, next question. 
Have you ever had a colloid or keloid form on your skin? There's scars, race scars that typically grow much larger than the original wound and in rare cases. You know, I think I have. I fell on my, uh, my right elbow three times over the span of like two weeks in middle school. And now there's like a raised scar. So I'll say yes. But this seems like a serious thing to say yes to. How many keloids have you had in your lifetime? One to two. It's on my arm. How would you rate your sleep quality overall during the past month? Fairly good. Which following ice cream flavors do you like best? Reza. Is this real? Is this real? Did you just make that up? No. Vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, <laughs> none of the above. Well, which of the following ice cream flavors do you like best? If you okay. give me these three. So isn't this sort of a weird question? Like, which of the following ice cream flavors do you like best, right? Vanilla, chocolate, strawberry. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. But then there's a none of the above. So mm. does this mean like if I like another one more than this, I hit none of the above? Or... Do I hit one of these because they offered me this? How would you do this? I th- I think it's if it if it's none of those like if your favorite is chocolate chip cookie dough, yeah. can't put any of them. All right, none so of the above. I like pistachio, so none of the above. There you go. Have you had influenza in the past twelve months? Common symptoms of flu are a fever, muscle aches, chills, and sweat. So I have had the flu. Have you had the flu in the last two weeks? No. Were you adopted? No. Do you suffer from back pain? Never, almost never. Rare disease survey is the next one, Reza. Two to three minutes. I'm sorry. We're just going to have to blow through this. Have you ever been diagnosed with a rare disease? Nope. How, how, have any of the following biological relatives ever been discovered? None of the above. Uh, skip questions if I have any additional comments related to the survey. Um, skip question. You answer, all right. I answered more than 49%. Uh, do you have a widow's peak? I do not. What is your resting heart rate? I think it's like 50 to 50, excuse me, 50 to 59 beats per minute. Like I have a really low. Just a little under the 60. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever had dimples on your cheeks? Nope. How much hair do you have on your upper back above your rib cage? None. Hmm. On your left hand, which finger is longer, your index finger or your ring finger? What? My ring finger is longer, Reza. I've never <laughs> noticed that. My ring finger. Interesting. Do you have a line or indentation in the middle of your chin, like a dimple? Nope. Which toe is longer, your big toe or the toe next to your big toe, the toe next to my big toe? Are you left or right-handed? I'm right-handed. How many biological children do you have? Nine. Uh, most people finish this sur- uh, We There's another survey. I, I want to stop this now. I don't know if I want to keep doing this. There's another... T- it's a two. It's a light... You know what? We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Do you have time? Yeah, Or do you get out of here? How long, how long is this survey? It's 10 minutes. It's the last time you said it was 10 to 20. You were like, oh, we're going to finish this in under 10. Yeah. It's like 30 minutes later. All right. Well, it's because I'm reading it out loud. <laughs> I know. In a I typical know. week, ahead. how often do you eat each of the following foods? Hot dogs, bacon, pepperoni, smoked or cured meats. Maybe like not in a typical week. I don't eat that stuff too often. 
So let's say not a typical week. Pork, one to two times per week. Fish, one to two times per week. Beef, lamb, or other red meat, one to two times per week. Chicken, turkey, or other poultry, probably one time two, yeah. Green vegetables, three to six times per week. Well, no, I said once a day. I say once a day. Sweet or orange vegetables, once a day. Beans, not in typical week. Fruit, uh, yeah, three to six times per week. It's in my uh, breakfast yogurts. Candy, sweets, ice cream, or other desserts, not in a typical week. Nuts or nut butter, uh, three to six times per week. I do almonds every day. Drinks containing sugars, including juice, energy drinks, flavored tea. I probably do this whenever I run. Um, so we'll say three to six times per week. Prepackaged or frozen meals, not in a typical week. Fast food. Oh, we did Chick Fil A yesterday. Um, so nice. Yeah, it was <laughs> nice. Love Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, I'll say one and two. No, actually, not in a typical week because that was the first time we did it in a long time. It's funny because yeah. Carolyn, we were walking and we were gonna go to get Shake Shack before we went to mini golf last night. We play next time you're in the city. Let's go play mini golf. I love mini golf. Yeah, I played with Lena uh, two a week ago, two two weeks ago maybe. Um, I beat her. I finally beat her. And you know why? I, I'm pretty sure it was because she had her purse on the entire time. I was like, it's literally throwing you off. Like you're you're missing your shots because you you have your purse on, and every time you swing forward, it's just like a little bit extra of like it's it's got a little pendulum yeah, effect on you. It's a little it's thing. You get a little more. It's a little thing. And that's thing. why I was like, that's why that's why I won. Yeah, it was funny because we were in the middle of like all these dates, and everyone else is like trying to be cute with each other, and Carolyn and I are like trying to read the green. <laughs> <laughs> um. How often do you consciously choose to eat less of the following in your meals or snacks? Calories. Always. Wait, what? How often do you consciously choose to eat less of the following? Do I eat, eat less calories? Never. Sugar. Always. I always try to reduce the amount of sugar I can. Yeah. Gluten or wheat? Never. I'm, give me all the gluten I can. Starch or refined carbohydrates? Some of the time. Actually, let's say half the time because I'm not. Tr- I'm, I don't mind eating cars, but if it's like Wonder Bread, I'll try to avoid that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, fat. Eh, some of the time, I don't really care about fats. I feel like I'm just it's it's calorie in, calorie out. You know what I mean? Right. Saturated fat. Let's say half the time. Salt. Never. Meat. Some of the time. Animal derived foods. Never. Cooked food. Never. Fiber. Oh, so now, so those are things that we want to eat less of. Now are things I want to eat more of in my meals or snacks. Fiber, always. Protein, always. Leafy green vegetables, always. Unsaturated fat or oils, eh, maybe like half of the time. I'm not really keeping track of myself. Vitamins or minerals, most of the time. Do you currently try to follow any of these specific diets? Do I do intermittent fasting, Atkins, the Mediterranean diet, vegetarian diet, vegan, the Whole30, the Dukin diet, Jenny Craig, Zone diet, Weight Watchers, the Paleo diet, the South Beach diet? None of the above. I'm not really prescribed any diet right now. Are you on a diet? Not on a prescribed diet, but I'm just trying to do what I can. Like, you know, the changes that, yeah. that we've talked about in the past and yeah. maybe they're becoming a little bit more extreme because of Lena's like uh, uh, extreme enthusiasm yeah. and like nutrition and stuff. And so, you know, when she makes changes because she does most of the cooking and all the grocery shopping, then I make changes. 
Yeah. So, what waist size are your pants? Um, I am currently a 20... I'm a third... I'm a 29, actually. Oh, look at you. I know. 29. In a typical week, do you t- regularly take vi- vitamin or mineral supplements? Yes. Uh, it's a multivitamin. I don't know. On a typical week work day or work or weekday, if you do not work, at what times of day do you eat a meal or a snack? Do I eat between five and eleven a.m.? Yes. Do I eat between eleven a.m. and four p.m.? Yes. And dinner between four p.m. and ten p.m.? Yes. Do I do not eat uh, after ten? That's correct. On a typical non-work day, at what times do I uh, eat breakfast? Do you have an injury or disability that makes it difficult for you to walk or exercise? No. In a typical week, do you do the following physical activities for at least 10 minutes at a time as part of your job, your house, and yard work, getting from place to place, or in your leisure time? Vigorous physical activity that causes a large increase in breathing or heart rate and significant perspiration. Yes. Light moderate, not including walking, that causes a moderate increase in breathing. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think, like, when I work out, I'm going pretty... I mean, yesterday's run... I ran 12 miles yesterday as part of my, my marathon training, long run. And because it was so humid, I felt like I was second wind. But I think on a normal day, at the rate I was going, it might have been... It's still significant. But it's, like, not including walking. But in New York, you're always walking. I'm going to say no. Walking for any purpose that causes a slight increase in breathing? Yes. Like, every day. Strengthening... Physical activity involving resistance or weights to increase muscle tone and power. No. I gotta do that more. I know. Vig- right, how many times per week do I do it? Probably five to eight times. Walking, 16 or more times. Vigorous physical activity that causes a large increase in breathing or heart rate. How About how long do I do it? It's like f- f- uh, 46 to 60 minutes or 61 minutes or more. I'll say 61 minutes or more. Because even when I do spin, I do it afterward. Um, mm. How long? Each time? Probably like 10 to 20 minutes of walking. On a typical work day, how many hours do you usually spend sitting? Oh, 8 to 12. <laughs> uh, probably 1 to 2 hours of standing. Non-work day, how many do you spend sitting? Maybe 4 to 8 hours. Stand, standing. I don't know. Less than that. I don't know. 1 to 2 hours. On a typical work day, how many hours of sleep do you get? Oh, dude, this is so bad. I'll probably get five to six hours. I need to get more. I'm realizing now more and more that I need way more sleep than I thought I did. Yeah, when you – I'm surprised that you're able to um, function the way that you do, um, being that you wake – like the first thing you do is you go work out in the morning and yeah. you wake up early. You're like Lena. And when I realize how early you wake up, like, like Lena goes to bed early and I'm like, oh, she's killing on the sleep. And then I really thought about like how many hours she's not even, she's not even getting seven hours most nights. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Like you, you would technically have to be going to bed, but like be in bed, by like eight something to get a full eight hours of sleep. That's pretty crazy. Um, so it's asking me what time of. What time do you usually go to sleep on work days or weekdays if you do not work? Oh, sorry, on work. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, it's like trying to. All right, so if you work, it's a work day. If it's it's just a regular weekday, if you don't work, oh, I see what they're saying. Okay, so I go to bed at eleven thirty, and I wake up at five fifteen. 
on a typical non-work day or weekend day, if you do not work during the past six weeks, how many hours of sleep do you get? Probably six or seven. I don't get that much more on the weekends. Consistent, at least. Yeah, when do you go to sleep? I just slept like 10 hours last night. <laughs> how good do you feel, though? I feel good, but I just, I was surprised. I I, I woke up at 7, and I was like, I, I almost got started, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to lay down for a little bit. I'm going to see if I can go back to sleep. Next thing I know, it was two and a half hours late. I'm like, what? Like, how? no. I was a little annoyed. Yeah. How many, in a typical week, how many days do you consider work days? Five. In a typical week, do I do yoga, meditation, another mind-body practice? I do none of the above. In a typical week, do you use techniques such as counting to 10 or taking a deep breath to handle stressful situations? Nope. Uh, for this next series of questions, please read each statement and then decide how much each applies to you in the past month. I have someone who understands my problem. Always. I feel like, like you and Carolyn, you know, people in my life that I'm like sharing my problems with, definitely understand. Yeah. I have someone to talk with when I have a bad day. Always. I have someone to help me if I'm sick in bed. Yeah. And Carolyn keeps trying to take care of me. And I'm like, I got it. It's like weird. She like keeps trying to take care of me, which I really appreciate. It's like one of those things where like I have to rewire myself to be like, let people to help me. You know? I don't know if that was a thing I with you. Uh, no, I know what you're talking about, man. Yeah. I'm a strong, independent man that don't need no woman. That's the uh, the joke that Carolyn keeps saying. Uh, there is someone around to help me if I need it. Always. If I get invited to go out and do things with other people. Yes. There are people around with, with whom to have fun. Yes. I have friends who will have lunch with me when I want. That's usually, right? Because not everyone's just like down to get lunch with you. If you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel that I am no longer close to anyone. Never. In the past six months, was your participation in each of the following activities closest to daily, weekly, monthly, or less than often? Family or friendship activities outside the household? It's like weekly? Church or religious activities? Less often or never. Sports or physical activities with other people? It's like daily. Other recreational activities, including hobbies, bingo, and other games. I like how bingo gets its own thing. Um, we'll say monthly. Uh, educational cultural activities, such as attending courses, concerts, or visiting museums. We'll say monthly. Service clubs or fraternal organizations, less often than ever. Neighborhood or professional association, less often than ever. Volunteerity, volunteer charity work, less often than ever. Would you say that your general health is excellent? Why are we doing these again? Compared to six months ago, how would you rate your health now? About the same. How satisfied are you with your life? Very satisfied. Okay, that's it. They're gonna keep asking me questions, Reza. I'm sorry. We're uh, we're done. We're done. I think it's they, like they, the more you add, the more you give, the you know the 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 more intense it is. And now it's like BMI questions and whatnot. I love how they, they like start off saying, oh, we're going to do this sh- survey. Basically, they could have just said, we're going to do a really long survey, and, and it'll take you like an hour to do it. Yeah. But they're just going to like say, oh, here's the survey. It's going to take you 10 to 20 minutes to do it. And then you finish that survey, and they're like, all right, we're going to do another quick survey, 10 to 20 minutes. Exactly. Ain't nobody going to sign up for an hour-long survey. Right. Um, this would be cool to do with like uh, something on Netflix going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, let's get out of here. I'm so, well. I appreciate you guys sticking with me for an hour. This is one of the longer ones we've done in a long time. Yeah, it is. All right, let's get out of here. 
All right. I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week. Thank you.